happening. But we've been trying to find solutions. I'm still going to tell you, I think hand counting is going to introduce human error. So when you demand hand counts, I'm going to probably say no. I don't like Kate Daly. You can tell her. She doesn't like me. That's a, that's a preference. We... And both uh, get me a little fired up. Facebook Live, probably got King Daly rattling off right now. And unfortunately, I block her, so I don't know what she says. But a few months ago, uh, I, I learned that a local leader had, had commented, probably publicly, that our university was engaged in promoting social change. As you can probably guess, that comment was not intended to be a compliment, but rather a criticism of a university. My initial response when I heard that comment was, heck yes. Actually, I used a different H word, but for today, um, I'm going to stick with heck. Heck yes. That is absolutely true. And we are proud to be engaged in advancing social change. All right. Uh, so this is Unaired. This is with uh, Chelsea Hope. We're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to let you know where Utah's at. In those opening comments, that was the county commissioners uh, saying how much they don't like me and, and saying how much uh, they block me and that I talk a lot and that I say things and no wonder I'm not there anymore. So on the local hour. Um, and then also that was uh, President Biff of Dixie College, who has now decided to leave now that he's done all the damage to Dixie and let the Dixie name be um, be removed and um, in very disingenuous way, very deceptive way. And he's I knew that he'd be off and going because we knew that that, that there was the time would come when he's done his dirty work and then he would go and fulfill his next position. And so that's why what he was hired to do. I uh, got Dixie, get rid of Dixie, get rid of our heritage and um, and social change. And he was proud of it. He said, you know, I'm, I'm here for social change. Heck yes. And so um, we bid him farewell and not a fond one. Um, I'm not sad to see him go but I don't think who we're going to get is going to be any better um, because we've transformed that college now. But uh, let's hope. I guess here's to hoping. I have uh, Chelsea Hope with me. Chelsea, how are you? I'm good, Kate. How are you doing? I'm good. I sure miss having you on the local hour because you were able to come in and fill in a lot of the blanks with the state of Utah and what's happening, what's going on. We have a lot, some recordings to share with everybody, and I sure hope people take some time during the holiday to really listen to what's about to um, be disclosed because it, it's their life. And our state has more power over the people than the Fed does. So it, what happens in our state is crucial. And where do you want to start? Because there's so much that you're going to bring to this show today. What, 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 where do you want to start? Yeah, so why don't we start with the uh, Citizens Portal um, okay. and the blockchain that we're building in Utah County, if you don't okay. mind. Yeah, sure. You bet. Um, okay, so what happened is this last session, uh, last and now everybody knows for the last two years we've been fighting the digital ID bill. We've gone up there in thousands of numbers, shut that thing down. They know that we don't want it. Well, what happened in 2023 session, I think it was in like the last two weeks of session, they they passed, they sneakily, hurriedly passed the bill through last minute that was labeled the digital verifiable credentials. Wow. Um, and what that was, unfortunately, was yet another pilot program for digital ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only digital ID, though, it's digital, digital ID. ID on a blockchain with all of our digital records. So your business license, your fishing license, your medical license, um, your health records, your bank records, right? 
your all of your records are going to be these digital records on this blockchain. Wow. Um, now, the problem with this is, and for people who are listening to blockchain, I don't want to get too in-depth into, the, into blockchain because mm-hmm. we'll be here all day. But what people need to understand is blockchain is there are, people usually associate crypto, so like okay. Bitcoin, with mm-hmm. blockchain. So they think of it as this great thing because it's this decentralized system where you don't have a, you're like a centralized bank, it's on decentralized servers where you can do these exchanges or transactions without interference at this middle person. It's a, it's right. a private transaction. The problem is what happened is the United Nations and World Economic Forum came out, and originally they didn't like this. Mm-hmm. And then the wheels in their head started spinning. They're like, hey, wait a minute. This is great. We can use this. And they have, uh, you know, it's on their website. They have whole white papers dedicated to how they can further ESG or the social credit score mm-hmm. on the blockchain. So Crypto is one thing. Blockchain is the system that it's done on. Mm -hmm. And you can create all sorts of different kinds of blockchains. Blockchain can be really great. It depends on what kind of blockchain system you create and who is creating it. Mm -hmm. So in this instance, what they want to do is they want a government and United Nations run blockchain where they have this decentralized technology. Now, when it's decentralized, what happens is everybody can kind of see what you're doing on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. They just don't know who you are. And one of the things that people are going to have to get used to with this new UN blockchain that's coming out is it's not, again, it's not just the the currency because we, Biden basically came out and and he's talking about the CBDC, right? Everybody's heard about the digital currency. He came out with an executive order that is going to put the CBDC along with um, digital assets onto a blockchain. And he's going to implement zero trust, which I will talk about in a minute. Now, something that that people need to realize we have, um, okay, so just to back up for a minute, Mariner Eccles, he was a little banker in Utah. He was appointed under Hoover. He basically helped create, he wrote a bunch of socialist communist papers, and he helped create the Federal Reserve. He was Mm -hmm. dubbed the father of the Federal Reserve. Um, Their family has basically chaired the Federal Reserve ever since. Eccles. Randall Coral, Eccles, Mm -hmm. yeah, so like the Eccles Foundation, Eccles, you know, David Eccles School of Business up at the U of U. Mm-hmm. Um, his grandniece, Hope Eccles, is married to Randall Corals. Now, Randall Corals was the vice chair um, recently of the Federal Reserve. In 2021, he stepped down and he moved over to Fed to help basically create Fed Now. Fed Now is the digital version of the Federal Reserve. And Fed coin is the token that they're using. So that digital dollar, the CBDC, which they want to move to a unicoin, which is a universal coin under the World Economic Forum and United Nations. So what they're doing is they're going to put this um, this currency on the blockchain where now normally with decentralized, it's great because there's no middle person um you can see what everybody else is doing. It creates this permanent transaction on everybody's servers that everybody has ac- access That's to. How the time. Cannot... That's how they sell it. That's how they sell it is transparency. But there's something very yeah. bad about it, too. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so you can't alter it. You can't delete it. Yeah. And the problem with the transparency thing is we're hearing a lot of, oh, transparency and trust in the government. It's, they're setting up systems to where it will be transparent for all of us. Mm-hmm. We can see what each other's doing. They can see what we're doing, but we still there won't be any transparency with them, right? That yeah. is very manipulative right. the way that they are setting that up. Um, yeah. But what will happen is with the UN and the government running this blockchain, they are going to issue your digital wallet. So 
your digital. Now, this is where everybody needs to kind of start thinking about you have this decentralized technology within a centralized system. So they can see everything that you're doing just like everybody else, but they're the one that's issuing the currency. They're the one that's issuing your wallet. And so they can, they can create that. They can take it away. Mm-hmm. Um, what Biden has done has issued an, a zero trust executive order that will come out eventually. But zero trust basically says in order to trust everyone, we cannot trust anyone. And so we don't know, you know, are you vaccinated? Are you safe? Are you a terrorist? Are you a cyber mm-hmm. you know, security threat? So in order to be able to trust everyone, we need to go to this trustless system. We're kind of like in China. You have to prove everything about you, who you are, and everything about you all the time in order to access privileges. Well, so we can already see zero. that. We can already see the, um, yeah. you know, you go to the, you, you call your bank and they have to send you a code on your phone. And you can't just say mm-hmm. the information on your account. I mean, there's three steps now to verify. It's bizarre. But go ahead. Yes. I mean, we're already kind yeah. of going through that, those steps. Yeah. And moving forward with this fourth industrial revolution that Utah is birthing, I mean, you kind of see like in the sci-fi movies where you've mm-hmm. got the, you know, the glasses and the contacts where you can see it, they're connected to computers. And so you can kind of see through augmented reality, the, the computer words will come up in, in, in thin air, right? And mm-hmm. you scan someone's face, the biometric data, and it pulls up their name and their stats. That's kind of where they're moving towards and like having this combined two blockchain when they come out with web three mm-hmm. which is web one was the you know in the invent of the the internet it was information web two was where we started to be able to put information out there ourselves um share information do social media web three is going to be where they merge biology and technology and they actually it's not just the internet of things anymore now it's the internet of everything and so you will actually be part of the internet and they're already coming out with the brain chips and the brain uh, to computer interfacing mm-hmm. where basically I just think call Kate and it calls you and yeah. there's no phone. They, they're talking about openly. You can find recordings about them talking about this. The, your mobile phone will be embedded into your head. Right. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where they're moving. So imagine that merged with this blockchain and zero trust. Right. Right. So that the, the, the world that that is going to create, but we have, it's not going to just be this, Um, digital currency anymore. It's going to be all of your records, your health records, your bank records, you know, all of your records. Um, And they're going to force you to share that digital wallet. So the the problem, again, is the digital wallet is issued by the government and the UN. It's a government-run blockchain. They can do whatever they want with it. Mm -hmm. So they give this illusion of it's going to be decentralized, but it's a decentralized technology within a centralized system. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, and Um, I think blockchain, and if we're just going to describe it as something that keeps track, like a digital like ledger it, it's a it, it keeps track right and it and it showcases mm-hmm. transactions just like you'd look at a bank statement it's going to show yeah. it's show transactions and um yeah they're going to do it on this idea of transparency but there, there's way more to it than that so it's not always right. <laughs> it's not a good thing yeah yeah Exactly. And so now instead of just tracking, like, again, think of every bank transaction, Mm -hmm. think of everything you do as a transaction. So your social media posts, your emails, everything you do, everyone's going to have a permanent unalterable record of. And when they come out with, oh, you know, hate speech is illegal and you said this, you're not going to be able to go back and hide anything, delete anything, change anything. Um, There's a record of everything. A record of everything. everything. So now in Utah. And everyone can see it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's that's what's scary. People don't realize that. And so it'll probably come after some big thing happens because then people will be clamoring and say we need transparency uh, after some sort of crash. Yeah. Right. And th that'll be their solution uh -huh. to bring that in. That'll be the solution that they bring in. Um, so they're setting yeah. us up for their solution. Yeah. And so they're, they're talking about all these cybersecurity threats. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. coming down the line. And, and my thing, my whole thing is like, OK, why are we racing to if there's all these cybersecurity threats and we're so vulnerable? And, and, you know, one of the excuses is we need to, you know, it's a race to put a better, more mm -hmm. safe, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, process system in place for our records to be on. So China and all these people trying to cyber attack, you know, aren't able to hack in. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I have an idea. How about we don't put any of our information on this digital permanent you know, online yeah. record that you cannot undo once it's done in right. the first place. Why would we put all of our information on there for them to be able to hack? Why are we wanting to move digital? <laughs> You're exactly um, right. You're exactly I'm not, right. I'm not quite understanding the yep. logic there, but it's actually really scary. And the World Economic Forum and United Nations, like I said, have these white papers on decentralized blockchain technology for advancing social ESG, social credit scores. So there's a whole... Uh, UN white paper called, uh, I think it's called The Future of Decentralized uh, Blockchain Ledger. Mm -hmm. um, and anybody can go download that document, but it is terrifying. They, you, the UN talks about how they're going to track food from the ground to our plate, mm -hmm. and this is how they're going to do it. Yes, with the I covered Industrial that. Revolution. I covered that story. Oh, Scary. You? Oh, perfect. Yes. Okay. They'll know exactly Perfect. how many peas you bought and the day you ate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. That's scary. So tell me about Utah, yeah. how all this factors in with Utah right now and the ESG scores. Yeah. Okay. So this is how that's how they're going to track everything. Now, what happened when they passed HB 470, this digital ID and our verifiable records, all digital on this blockchain? HB 470. Um, okay. HB 470, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Cox helped push that through. Amelia Powers, Utah County commissioner, uh, there's a lot of corruption going on in Utah County, especially with Amelia, um, helped kind of push that through. There's a blockchain uh, coalition and task force that pushed that through, and I'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but what it did was create something called the Citizens Portal, and I don't want to confuse this with, I think Glenn Beck just had somebody I on. just had him on too. Paul Allen did a citizenportal.ai. Um, yeah. yeah, this is not mm -hmm. the same thing. This is a totally, they have the same name, but this is totally different. Mm -hmm. So this is Utah's um, digital, basically contactless digital government on the blockchain citizen portal. And they are creating all of our digital records right now. There is, and I'm happy to share this with anybody who wants it, there was a uh, presentation that was given to legislation mm -hmm. and you can actually pull it off our legislative you know website presentation slides are on there um there was a slide on there basically so they, they want to put all of our shopping history our mobile payments you know everything onto this blockchain all these records but there was a slide with personality traits where basically it talks about how they're going to keep track of our age our number our aspirations our goals um our personality traits are we introverted or how much technology do we use and when and which type is it mobile is it you know social media this was literally presented to legislation and they passed it anyway why do they need to track all of this stuff right so then you start to look at who's behind creating this 
and they had passed another bill creating the Digital Blockchain Task Force in Utah. Now, when you look at who sits on that board, you have um, Randall Corals, who, mm-hmm. again, was Mariner's uh, husband. So right. Mariner fathered the Federal Reserve. He vice-chaired it, and then he stepped down to help create the, the Digital Federal Reserve and is helping to implement CBDC. He sits on that ta- Utah's blockchain task force that Jeez. Governor Cox appointed. Um, now, Nicholas Carey, that is the name of the guy who helped co-found the United Nations blockchain. <laughs> and he hired somebody by the name of Ian Mayer, who he um, basically tasked to head his U.S. policy department. Mm-hmm. Ian Mayer sits on that blockchain. So the, the co-founder of the United Nations blockchain, his head guy, sits on our task force with Randy Corals. Amelia also, Amelia Powers, sits on that task force. Now, when you look at the Blockchain Coalition, one of the groups that helped push for this bill, you have Amelia's husband, Tobin Gardner, on there, and you have Deidre Henderson, our lieutenant governor's husband, on this coalition that is kind of, it's this public-private partnership, right? Yep. Um, Then you look at what Amelia is doing, and there is this United Nations, so there's this Global Government Blockchain Association, and they have merged in a partnership with the United Nations. And the United Nations put on this um, this presentation, basically, and it was terrifying. I can share the link to the video. They show, I mean, they show the slides themselves where they are going to track our identities, who is using it, and how it's being used on this blockchain, um, and how they're ba- they admit in a slide that they are going to, uh, based off of characteristics and attitudes, which that slide for the Citizens Portal, keeping track of our personality traits, um, and our social credit score, basically, that we will be able to access or be cut off to resources resources and privileges. So they admit this in there. When you look at the Identity Revolution Management what? Working Group, uh-huh. uh, Amelia sits on that board. And okay. she's Utah County Commissioner who also sits on the Blockchain Task Force with the UN guy and with Randy Corals, the Federal Reserve guy. So these are the people who are literally implementing the United Nations Social credit score on steroids. In Utah. And once this is put in place, it can't be undone. In, yeah, in Utah and through Utah County. Um, if you want to play, actually, sure. so I had a, um, there was a few, there was a, a presentation that was given by these citizen portal people that Spencer Cox appointed mm-hmm. um, to, they basically presented to some public officials, elected officials, and this recording of the meeting was sent to me. So if you just want to um, start with the first one and then just play. tell us, yeah, I'll start the first one. And then you just tell us what it is after. We'll do that after yeah. each clip. Here's yeah. the, here's the uh, first one. Here we go. Now the problem with these physical credentials, and this is something again, during the pandemic, you know, there was a lot of people who got really concerned about health status, right? And they wanted you to have a physical piece of paper to go places. That doesn't scale. It's very easy for somebody to fake that. It has no validity, and you just can't produce a ton of them in a, in a, uh, a rapid uh, way. Wow. I think that was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. That he was, was basically saying that, um, you know, these vaccine passports, he says you had to have this little piece of paper to get mm-hmm. around places during COVID. Um, he, he was basically saying vaccine passports, um, when they're not digital, they're easy to fake and you can't produce them in mass like you can on the system. Oh, my gosh. He Here's the next 13 second one. Here we go. Digital credentials can issue them just as fast as we can we can enter the data, right? So we can scale them up when we need to. An important part is they're revocable. 
These are issued by the government, so they should be revocable by the government. I think. Wow. So we can scale so, them up oh, when we want to, and then. Yeah. And then take it yeah. away. Yeah, pretty much. And on this digital, you know, system where everything's going to be so instant with the roll-in of Web three and the fourth industrial revolution. I mean, think about what happened during the pandemic to people with their medical licenses. People who yep. should who shouldn't have gotten them have gotten them, and and you know therapists with this transgender movement, Mm -hmm. people who were standing up for the truth had them taken away. It will be an instantaneous, your medical record is is disconnected online, you are no longer able able to practice. There will not be any transaction that you can do in in the physical world. I mean, it without the government's mm -hmm. involvement of giving it to you or taking it away. Yes, exactly. Okay, here's the third clip. In our current identity landscape, there's over a billion people worldwide that are basically invisible. They don't have a way to prove their identity. Wow. There's identity landscape. What the hell's that? Anyways, I love these words and phrases they come up with. Identity Mm -hmm. landscape. And then he's saying there's a billion people that are untrackable. They're like invisible. What are they going to do about Mm -hmm. that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, they're pretty self-explanatory, these recordings. Yeah. and then, so this last recording, just remember what I said about how how they're going to come out with a cybersecurity type threat to implement zero trust, where we yeah. have to share our our identity with everybody, and then they now everybody sees what the government can see. Um, okay. So we're supposedly ha- you know going to have these cyber threats coming along, and and what are they going to do? Implement zero trust. So go ahead and play that next one. Here we go. It's a minute long. Here we go, or forty seven seconds. Attack. So so a company that's sole focus is security. They were breached. So if if you don't think your city is vulnerable to this type of thing, then um, I, I'd encourage you to get in touch with the group that's presenting at the same time on cybersecurity. But um, just in, as far as Utah goes, we were ranked fourth in the country for the largest increase of fraud losses in 2019 and in 2020. That was a 157% increase for us. And over five. Gosh. Okay. Do you know who this is talking? Oh, you know what? I'm this was a recording. Names. Yeah. I, they give their names at the beginning of it. This was like the two hour long recording and I went okay. through and just took small little clips of it. We'll um, add I those in later. later. We'll, I just have to go listen to it again. We'll add them in later. But um, that is a that is amazing. You know, talking about how they just can't track everybody enough. So um, how that's yeah. our biggest problem. You know, I don't think that's our biggest problem. <laughs> Looking no. around. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's disgusting. It. It's so, evil. Yeah. So that is, and you can hear they're already starting the narrative of, oh my gosh, cybersecurity. And yep. we're one of the top in the nation, Utah, with all these threats. So they're starting that narrative now so that they can come through later and implement zero trust is what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah. So we're literally building this new crazy fourth industrial revolution transhumanism social credit universal system in utah county um so that's just, what's going on you know and and see see we we media has been silenced like me we don't have a lot of people talking about this people aren't gonna ksl is not gonna put anything like this they're too busy telling you how to have a safe holiday like you're three years old so yeah, yeah. we're we're in we're in heaps of trouble here, guys, because all this is being cemented, um, just like mm-hmm. HB 470. It's all cemented. And then 
we get to we get to uh, quote unquote enjoy the outcome, and the outcome is is so horrific, and and people can't talk about this stuff on the air because they're being silenced too. I mean, I'm not the only one. This is getting crazy. Right, right, exactly. And I appreciate so much that you continue to fight through, and you found found a way to keep going, Kate, because mm. we need you. And I just I appreciate you so much. Well, um, I appreciate you, Chelsea Hope, um, because this is this is a it's such a big deal. I just wish people could really realize what's going on. He signed blockchain digital ID pilot into law on April 12th, 2023. And yeah. we are going th- this. It's it's so horrendous in so many ways. So I just want people to know. And, you know, all I keep seeing are headlines about drought, drought, drought. And you just can't believe they're shoving this down our throat at Christmas time after the wettest year. But it, it is amazing to see the headlines keep coming down. And as long as those headlines keep coming down, there are people that will believe we are still in a drought and that they're doing yeah. all these measures and that they have to, really the lie is they have to do all these measures. And so I, where you want to go next, yeah. I don't know. Where, where do you, what do you want to talk about yeah. next? So why don't we talk, and you know, I would love to come back again maybe and get and get into some water updates because I've read some more UN documents on the, oh, the no. new water conference that they held in Utah, actually, where uh, uh, Sean Reyes, our attorney general, told the head, he was there and he told the head of the UN, we have all the resources that you need. Um, but I'd like to update, I do have water updates, so maybe I can come back because that's probably a whole episode in itself. But, probably. Um, I, this is uh, extremely important. Um I want people to understand. So uh, maybe just a, a short little bit of background and then I'll get into because we've, we've Utah has signed a memorandum of understanding with Ukraine now. And yeah. one of the things that um, so what happened way forever ago, just so you guys kind of understand how deep this goes and the, and the players involved. Um, CERN actually created the, you know, the internet. It was the ARPANET originally under ARPA, which is now DARPA. And it was created with four original nodes. And one of them was Stanford University, which was the American Eugenic Society. The other was Berkeley in California. I forget the third one. And the fourth was the University of Utah. So we were one of the original four nodes that helped kind of like create the internet. Back in the early 1900s, there was a company came out, it's Centricom, basically, and it's Spencer Cox's family. It goes all the way back to Roy Cox has owned this company ever since the early 1900s. It was the, one of the first telephone communication companies, and over time, it's morphed into um, um, broadband, mm-hmm. so internet. So Cox is basically running the internet of things here in Utah, and he's come out and said Utah's going to be the first smart state and the first border-to-border broadband internet of things right they're putting it up the canyons and everything um now, when I you say that the, what does that mean for everybody what were they what will they experience what do you talk what go into some so detail the inner the internet of things is basically and that's where i was mentioning the internet of everything where people are kind of connected in this transhumanism movement to the internet but so when we talk about like these smart cities mm-hmm. um and you have a digital id and then you've got your digital um uh, bank account and you know and then we've got the smart meters and the, mm-hmm. they're moving they're getting rid of private vehicles in Utah right now they're actually trying to pass a bill that says that uh, vehicles are a weapon um, <sighs> but they're trying to get rid of, of vehicles uh, we're going to move towards all all um, 
electric, so electric transport and, and public transport. They, we, they're they setting up a system right now, actually, where in order to track our carbon footprint, and this is through the U of U and through the Utah Transit Authority, to track our, for air quality, our carbon footprint, they're setting up a system where you can tap on and tap off to the public transit. Now, when your social credit score goes down, like we see in China, you're not going to be allowed to scan on. You, you'll be cut off to privileges. In um, all of our home are these affordable housing. It's, it's actually a Rockefeller initiative through um, something called Opportunity Zones and the mm-hmm. Soren Impact Center. So the Sorensons through the University of Utah have teamed up directly with Cox and Rockefeller to initiate this. But it's, they're moving towards smart homes. And what you saw in China was when they didn't get their last PCR test, they couldn't scan the QR code to get into their homes. Because all this affordable high density that's coming out, mm-hmm. we're finding out it's all going to be rentals. Uh, so we're not going to own anything. It's, right. it's own right. nothing and be happy. But everything is smart. Everything is electric. And the way that this whole control system, like you see in China, uh, which we're, we're building with these smart cities, is connected together is through the Internet. And so they call it the Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. So this is why the push for this free broadband at the canyons, they're putting sensors everywhere. You know, Noah Harari with the World Economic Forum has come out and basically said, uh, you know, when you have data data and artificial intelligence and technology, you don't need soldiers. So Jeez. that's this whole Internet of Things is pushing the entire smart agenda and the entire force. They've come out and announced Utah will be the birthing place, the cradle. And they quoted Klaus Schwab when they said this, uh, the team that... Uh, Cox appointed, Teresa Foxley and Natalie Gochnor, they quoted Klaus Schwab. Um, and then they said that Utah is going to be the cradle of the uh, for- fourth industrial revolution, which is transhumanism. <laughs> and bio-Utah, bio-hive, bio the life sciences, uh, U- University of Utah, they're all, they're all creating through semiconductors and sensors and brain trips. And I believe they're creating it. all of that right Cox now. Cox and yeah. Harmons. <laughs> Harmons was all in on the new uh, vaccine combined with driver's license digital ID. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they want to be, and yeah. it was all, paraded all over the news that Utah was the first one to get this through in our little conservative state that's not conservative. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so Spencer Cox, this, this is his family's company that goes way back. And uh, he was, I don't know if he still is, but at one point he went back to be vice chair. But I found the CARES Act, the COVID money that he got from the federal government, and a bunch of that money went towards transportation, uh, the furthering of the indoctrination in the education system and Centricom, his family's business. Now, when you look back, Mike Levitt, former governor, who was, you know, under Bush and under Clinton, mm-hmm. part of the head of the EPA, head of the Health and Human Services, who mm-hmm. has helped push the whole pandemic and everything going on with the, you know, yep. r- uh, World yep. Health Organization. Mike Levitt was a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. He created the Western Governors University, which brought in online virtual um, education, which is interesting because that's when he dubbed distance learning was way back then. Um, But he brought in the competency-based education. So instead of just, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic um, and credit hours, it was based off of competency. And and then they started implementing all the social, social and political stuff into the schools. So it's interesting that he is this somehow an expert in health and in life insurance and in environment mm-hmm. and in education. But he basically has created the toolkits for the United Nations to implement all of this stuff. It goes way back. 
He, um, he was the one that also, know, he changed the numbers. Um, it was uh, 10 million initially worldwide that died of the 1918 flu, about 200,000 here. He changed mm -hmm. the numbers um, uh, when he was in oh. as Human and Health Services to 40 million. And, oh, was that Mike? Yeah. And when, he, when they asked him why, he said because they didn't know how to count back then. I, 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 I can't make that up. Like he, yeah. yeah. Talk about deception. Talk about a liar. Mike Levitt. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. No, he's, he's funded by Soros. His brother, Dave Levitt was the Utah County district attorney. The one that is living in Scotland now and rebuilding a castle. Cause he was accused of cannibalism and satanic ritualistic abuse with children. Yeah. Um, the one in the same. and belonging to the church of Satan. And he was funded by Soros and he's in Scotland. Now he fled. Um, that's his brother. But, yeah, so the, the Levitts and the um, Coxes actually go way back. I, mm -hmm. I didn't realize the Coxes were as involved in this as they are. I mean, I, yeah, that's news I know to me, Cox too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so he created basically Levitt created the um, entire smart state system toolkit yeah. and rolled it out into the rest of the country. And then all the other countries jumped on board. Um, and, and as you heard Cox say, we are going to be the, Utah will be the first smart state in the nation. But then he also created Envision Utah, which is responsible for rolling in the smart cities, the 15-minute cities, the point. Um, and what they do is they have a whole document that they've created. It's their vision guidebook planning uh, handbook. And they basically admit how they manipulate us into buying into the agenda. They do these surveys where they, they get us to, in our own words and mm -hmm. language that's important to us, say what's the most important to us. So, you know, I want to be close to family, close to home. Um, I want to be safe. And so they, they twist everything. And then they have the media that sits on their board. Brad Wilson sits on their board, actually. We have legislators that sit on the board. KSL, Salt Lake Tribune, Deseret News, they all sit on the board. And so they draft this narrative with stakeholders because it is a public-private partnership mm -hmm. um, that Levitt created. Um, and then they have the – and this is all – and it's in their own document. This is the steps that they use. They get with stakeholders to create the narrative, and then they use the media to push out this narrative to kind of manipulate and condition people to – to, to buying into the idea, but so they'll use these words like belonging, which we have now heard Cox wants illegal immigrants here to welcome them to have a sense mm -hmm. of belonging. You hear that with the transgenderism in the schools. I want to be safe and close to family. Well, you know, you're going to be high density housing. You'll have all these people around. We're putting cameras everywhere for your safety, right? So they manipulate, they, they admit they use the words we use, our own language, to kind of tug on those emotions and buy into this narrative. And then they come out with scenario planning where they do if-then statements. And they say, if we don't do this, this horrible thing is going to happen. If we, Jeez. you know, yeah. bring out walkable cities, or our air quality will be better and you will be healthy because that's one of the words. Pure manipulation. It's just pure right. manipulation. Yeah. So this is called scenario planning, and Mike Levitt also came out with Envision Utah and created this whole system, and guess what? It's been rolled out to all of the other states. Uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, wrote a paper on it and called it the Utah model and basically said, you know, you wouldn't think that this religious Christian conservative state would have fallen for socialistic values like this, but mm -hmm. yet that's exactly what's happened, and we should use this as a model for all of our states. I mean, there's a whole, there's, you can read the paper. So Mike Levitt kind of pushed all of this smart stuff through. The Coxes were very involved in this. And then you look at, you know, Levitt and Mitt Romney, um, both 
both were part of, well, Levitt helped with Romney's campaign when he ran. Mm -hmm. And then Levitt and Romney both did, they were headed the uh, committee for the Olympics in 2002, which brought in that total surveillance state that they never got rid of. Um, And then you see that they head this Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute at the U of U with Natalie Gochnor and Teresa Foxley and all these people that are ushering in the fourth industrial revolution. But Kempsey Gardner, um, you've got Ann Milner, the Eccles, so mm-hmm. Mariner Eccles, the father of the Federal Reserve, all these people that are, are tied to this. And they have these partnerships now. You have like Gail Miller, um, Ann Milner, Levitt, Eccles, who are uh, the board of trustees of Merit Medical, who's creating sensors and semiconductors for this fourth industrial revolution. Uh, they are board of trustees of Intermountain Healthcare, which is a nonprofit, by the way, and has partnered directly with the World Economic Forum. And so you've got Mitt and Levitt and all of these guys come together on this public-private partnership. And then they put all of these same people who are the, the I mean, same thing, Gail Miller, uh, uh, Ann Milner, Scott Anderson, Jacob Anderegg, who sit on the board or the board of trustees of Zion's Bank, right? So it's the same people that are heading these organizations and who are part of these uh, nonprofits, and they've infiltrated themselves into every aspect throughout the state. Um, so education, energy, transportation, whatever it is, they've taken over our entire infrastructure. So what's happened is these same people have done a public-private partnership with the university of Utah, mm-hmm. um, and basically they've brought in through a partnership, um, they've brought in Texas Instruments, which Cox gave, it's for uh, chips, right, chips mm-hmm. and semiconductors, and Cox said that this is for the electrical vehicle, electric vehicle movement, but the CEO came out and said, yeah, these brain chips are eventually going to be used to be inserted into brains. <laughs> and then you have, um, let's see here. There is the U of U electrical and computer science professor, Kim. He's from China. He he directs the Utah Asia campus at the U of U Global U program. But he researches microsystems and systems integration and robotics, hydraulics. It's all the fourth industrial revolution stuff, sensors, and energy harvesting, which I thought was interesting. And they have, uh, they're partnered with the Sorensen Impact Center, who's partnered directly with Rockefeller and BlackRock and BlackRock Neurotechnology Merit Medical for these sensors and basically BlackRock Neurotechnology is the uh, Neurotech is the global leader for um, uh, brain to internet interfacing for the fourth industrial revolution. So you think it and then it goes, I'm sorry. So you just, you think stuff and then it it goes online and it's all power of thought and go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It's just a weird way to do it. We have all these powerful people who are connected to the world economic forum and United Nations and these partnerships that are connected to this and Cox Mm -hmm. and Levitt are very deeply and Romney are embedded into all of this. Right. And so I just want everybody to understand because those are players behind this Ukraine thing. So I'm sitting there thinking, now let me tell you kind of what I've been thinking since February of this year, and then I'll, I'll get into what I found. Okay. So I'm sitting there thinking, hey, they're finding ways to harvest energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know the Great Salt Lake, they're obsessed with the Great Salt Lake. We have the Department of Defense. We have the Utah National Guard, Department of Energy, um, you know, the Mitt Romney writing bills on a federal level for our Great Salt Lake. We mm-hmm. have the European who has this sentinel um, satellite over the great, you know, monitoring the Great Salt Lake. And I'm like, there's something more to the Great Salt Lake. And yep. I, I see this energy harvesting. I'm looking up the Great Salt Lake uh, and, and, and things with salt, you know, salt 
uh, mm-hmm. water bodies of salt water. Mm-hmm. And I see that when fresh water hits salt water, there is a very powerful type of energy that is created when that happens, and they can harvest that and store it in nanotubes. And I'm seeing the semiconductors and the chips, and, and I'm putting all this stuff together, and Oppenheimer comes out. I'm like, okay, this is a little that's weird. Like when you put all these components together, that's kind of where my mind goes. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm probably just paranoid. No, um, and <laughs> you're not. Then mm-hmm. they just, de- <laughs> yeah. Well, then they decide. So Biden comes out and invests four five hundred and four million dollars for Utah to be the the global hub for the hydrogen hub for hydrogen hydrogen blending hydrogen energy. So they're going to store hydrogen in these hubs. And I'm th- now I'm sitting there thinking, okay. So this stuff put together with hydrogen, H bomb type, and this this just is where my mind keeps going. Mm -hmm. Then I'm looking at uh, Biden comes out, and I don't know if people heard about this, but when Robert Oppenheimer, uh, when they reverse uh, revoked his clearance, Mm -hmm. everybody says it's because he had communist ties, but a lot of people don't know that they asked him, "Hey, great work on the atomic bomb. We want you to help us with the hydrogen bomb, the H bomb." And he said, "Absolutely not. That will be catastrophic. I'm not going to do it." He started going around talking to everybody about how dangerous it was. Wanted to educate the public. Then he gets his clearance revoked. Well, Biden very recently just reversed that revocation and gave him his clearance back. He's been dead forever. Wow. And I'm like, there's got to be some kind of significance mm-hmm. to that. That's really weird. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, maybe, you know, before it was the Atomic Energy Commission, which created the atomic bomb, maybe, which now it's the Department of Energy, which is also overseeing the Great Salt Lake with the Department of Defense and Utah National Guard. Maybe it gave them some kind of, you know, clearance back to work on projects. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And and this is kind of where my mind is going and then this is kind of the chain of events that happened this this last year. So there were these sentinel landscapes um, that go around the, the these military bases um, for basically for what they're doing is, is testing and using resources. And then they're saying that they're trying to protect wildlife habitats. Right. Um, and then I, I noticed that there's the sentinel so the sentinel landscape that was this amendment passed in Utah, a bill. Mm-hmm. And then we have the sentinel satellite that's connected to the European Union, which is, is zoned in on the Great Salt Lake. And in April, uh, Cox video chats with Zelensky and reaffirms, reaffirms support for Ukraine. Um, in May, 30 members from Utah go to Ukraine. They actually went to Kiev. And it was Stuart Adams, our president, Senate president, yep. too sure, legislator, um, World Trade Center, Utah, which is, I don't even have time. Derek to Miller. And are. yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. Derek. It's, it's all those guys. I had, I, I used to have them on the show eight years ago. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Starks is part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Utah mm-hmm. Department of Agriculture and Food, which I thought was really interesting and, mm-hmm. and um, at least 26 other members. Um, wow. So then in August, Biden comes and visits Cox. Remember how he came yes. here and that they shot that guy in Provo and yes. that whole thing went down. Well, in September, the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association, um, which is now renamed 47G, they come out and they announce a memorandum of understanding between Utah and Ukraine. And they basically come out and say, in support of Ukraine, Utah is going to rebuild Ukraine's economy. We're going to work in building businesses and partnerships together. Um, and we have now com- uh, uh, done a, a combined uh, national defense 
program, basically, where we're going to supply them with aeros. Uh, I mean, this is an aerospace and defense system. So, you know, missiles, and we're going to supply them with weaponry and armed vehicles. Utah. This. So Aaron Stark signed this. Um, through through Utah, and I don't know if people know, but under Orrin Hatch, apparently he created Utah is like the only state that has an actual embassy in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But this this affects the entire country. Yeah. And Utah has signed this memorandum of understanding for shared national defense systems. And we have, I mean, this is up at you know Hill Air Force Base. I mean, we have the biggest really military system in the country. Well, in October, uh, basically. The Utah Aerospace and Defense Association comes out with a revolutionary partnership, and they rebrand themselves 47G, and it is a partnership with all of the semiconductor and and all of the businesses that I just named off. Mm -hmm. It is a partnership with all of those people and all of the energy harvesting, the semiconductors, all of it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Then in November, this is what happened. They came out and they replaced, this is on a U.S. level, they replaced the Minuteman, Minuteman 3 missile program with, again, the Sentinel. So the Sentinel satellite, Sentinel landscaping, right. the Sentinel ballistic missile program. And it's mostly going to be occurring through Hill Air Force Base. They are calling it the biggest upgrade to nuclear development since the Manhattan Project. Once the president authorizes launches of these missiles, they cannot be recalled or destroyed in flight. But right now they're vulnerable to cyber attacks. This is a triad missile uh, for sea, air, and water. Um, they are already testing Sentinel nuclear weapons and rockets um, up at up at um, Promontory Point, up at the Great Salt Lake, mm-hmm. um, north of the Great Salt Lake. Well, in October, so I went back, and this was actually announced in October. The Pentagon just unveiled a new $100 billion missile plan. Um, there was an MSN article that came out and said this is going to be 24 times the size of the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima. It's being developed by Northrop Grumman, which we know has huge ties to Rockefeller and, mm-hmm. and Rothschild, who like to fund both sides of the war. Um, it will carry a massive nuclear warhead. They will test the new weapon and all of this nuclear stuff going on at Hill Air Force Base and Vandenberg Space Force Base. And when they finally decide to launch launch this missile if they want to. Uh, The missile will be launched from California over the Pacific Ocean. The only way, and I may still be wrong, but the only way that I know that this would be 24 times more effective than Hiroshima is if it's the hydrogen bomb. The hydrogen bomb is, it's way worse than, Mm -hmm. and so now I'm sitting here, okay, so we've got these hydrogen hubs and everything else going on in Utah, but the fact that that is going on in Utah under our aerospace and defense system who has signed this memorandum of of understanding with ukraine Mm -hmm. i think is absolutely terrifying i don't think that the country knows about this i don't think most utahns know about this no i don't think Um, they do you're right so uh, i just wanted to make sure everyone was aware that was going on um i'm really worried about the you know the nuclear energy and radiation that's going to come from the testing Mm-hmm. These testing facilities here in Utah, um, but I am absolutely, especially with Biden in the White House right now, and this relationship between Zelensky, Biden, and, and Spencer Cox right yeah, now, and our, our legislators. Yeah. I this memorandum of understanding is terrifying to me. Well, I love that you're putting all these pieces together, though, because this is what they don't want. This is why media is not allowed to talk 
because they don't want pieces. They do, they have all these pieces laid out there. They're they're constructing all of these things. They're using our state as the like you said the the birth of uh, so many things going on in the country. Why? Because we're more naive. We'll allow it to happen because we think good guys are in there, right? Right. Exactly. And, uh, oh, and one more thing. I did find the Utah Lake Development Fund, which we know runs into the Great Salt Lake to the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. I did find a ton of um, uh, investment pool firms connected to that. Now, I, I'm not 100% sure if, if this is related or not, but I'm trying to figure out what these firms, they're just invest, investment pools. Um, but the, the firms are called the Oppenheimer Funds, and they are connected to the Utah Lake Development Wow. So I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And of course, you know, the yeah. movies always coincide. We just got the um, one writer said, leave your sense behind, <laughs> leave, leave the world behind that movie with Julia Roberts uh, with the cyber attacks uh, and, yeah. and then the Oppenheimer movie. It's just it's interesting. You get the movies uh, along with the propaganda that they want you to believe. This, this right. is where we are. Yeah. Right. And then they, they put these movies out at the same time and kind of basically tell you what they're doing. So yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that Mike Lee and I don't know, Sen- I mean, everybody that listens to this, I mean, this, this combined national security agreement between Ukraine and Utah, this affects the entire country, especially when Utah is the one testing these uh-huh. nuclear warhead missiles. This right. affects the entire country. So I'm hoping everybody lights up their senators and congressmen. I'd love mm-hmm. for Josh Hawley in Missouri to, mm-hmm. I know he'll call it out if people can get through to him in Missouri, but I'm I, hoping that we'll light this up and, and get people talking about this because I don't think people know this is happening. No, and I do find it kind of interesting. You know, it's funny because Mike Lee, always a, always a hero to me, yet... <laughs> In the last five years, honestly, and I'm just yeah. saying this so honestly as a researcher, not not much, not much has come from Mike Lee. So what I find, two things I find interesting. Number one, I had Marlo Oaks on for the um, NACs, the natural asset companies, and that's to go yeah. to a vote in January. The big update right yeah. now is that they're, they might prolong the date and ask for more public comments, but I actually think it's still going to go through. And But we still need to fight for it. But what's, I, I asked him, I said, did our legislators and our senators, our congressmen and our senators and our legislators, did they get letters? And he said, well, I know for a fact that the congressmen and the senators got letters November the 2nd. And I said, well, why weren't they out on social media warning anybody? Why weren't yeah. they telling anybody from a month and a half ago? What's interesting yeah. is, is when we look at the fact that we have two senators from each state, why are they from the state and not just declared a federal senator? Because they're supposed to be looking right. at their state, representing their state, and warning people what's going on in their state, right? But you don't exactly. see that a lot, and I never see it with Mike. I just don't. I, I In the last five years, maybe one or two instances where he piped up about something, and of course I expect Romney to never disclose anything because Romney's a, a total liberal, um, but, but it's amazing to me because he's not really warning about stuff in our state, mm-hmm. and that's what his job is. That's what he's supposed to be doing. That's why they are elected from the states, right? Representatives. So exactly, kind of amazing. Anyway. Yeah, and I, I agree. There have been some bills that he's co-sponsored with Mitt Romney, which should be the first red flag. But yes. lately, this last you know, two yeah. years that I'm like, Mike, what are you doing? This yes. is completely unconstitutional. I've said that I've a lot. I tried to talk to him, <laughs> yeah, about one bill, and he will not talk to me about it. And it's, yeah. I think that 
the uh, he's calling out the UN, which is great, but where was he five years ago on it? Right. And it's because everybody's figured it out now. So he's getting loud about it. But all these other things, it's like, where are you guys at warning? Yeah, like yeah. you said, at warning the public. What so. about the Harmons um, and uh, Governor Cox um, putting together the digital ID, you know, with the um, verification to drive with the driver's license? And why wasn't he calling that? I just don't see him calling out a lot at all. And, and, and it yeah. should bother people. I know people want a hero, but, and I know he talks a good game with the constitution. He talks a lot. I just can't point yeah. to a lot that he's done to restore any Liberty. And that's why I have to take him to task. Right. And that's why he won't come on my show anymore. <laughs> it's because of that. Right. He used you to know, come on. You know, and this is why, and people start to, to feel like, well, you know, they're not going to say anything because they're not going to do anything about it. We need to light them up yep. so that, and, and so that they can't say they didn't know. And light like them to up give them means, the benefit of the doubt. Light them up means get after them about this vocally and send them messages yeah. and get on them because I don't want anybody to construe the language we're using, right? So when you say light them up, it's right. like it's yes. like talk to them, call them, make sure they understand yeah. that the citizenry is aware and that they're not doing anything, just like the NACs, the natural asset companies selling off our lands to the highest bidder from foreign companies. All of our national monuments, our public lands, our private lands, rural lands. Why didn't he say anything about it? He knew about it none of our congressmen celeste malloy who says she's all about the land and aren't you glad you got her in well she didn't say a word about the nacs none of them did yeah no i never trusted her though i know yeah and the nacs are attached to the whole you know the human settlement thing with the un they want everybody in these in four counties in utah everybody within four counties they want everybody off the urban areas no humans allowed and they're they're using the nacs to do that the natural so asset companies. Yeah, it is the UN agenda very much so. So, and you know, Mike, he's friends with Glenn Beck, who calls out, you know, know. the you know, know that yeah. Glenn has talked about. The, I know. I mean, he should know. <laughs> yep. Oh. And he so, does know, but I'm, I don't see him warning anybody. I don't see him talking or taking any action. And, you know, I think that you either put your head in the sand or you realize that there are folks in Utah aren't doing things to stop any of this. In fact, they're doing stuff to c- cement it in, in a lot of cases with yeah. our legislatures and our state senators. And so that's why we, we need media that calls this out. We need we need this because if if you enough Utahns know they will be calling they will be messaging but it's just unknown so I really appreciate you Chelsea and we'll do an hour next week on water or the week after on water um because they're they're pushing they're pushing the drought heavy 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 right now for a reason yeah they are and I know exactly why and I know what's coming so I'd love to get into all of that I think a lot of people are are not very many people have looked into the water I, I think I might be one of the only yeah. one or the very few. Yeah. Uh, but I, right. I know it's coming, so we'll, we'll dig into that. That would be that'd be wonderful to come on next week. Chelsea Hope, that. thank you. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, and I know it's hard when you feel, find out what's going on in your own state, but we need to keep uh, we need to keep people on task, and we need to, like on task, I mean on task to make sure that more Utahns know and that we are bringing this to the legislatures, because when you bring it to their face, when you say, look at yeah. what's going on, I'm calling you right now, and I'm telling you you're not doing anything, uh, feet to fire, then then maybe something can get done, but it, it's just so sad that we have to do that, because you elect people thinking that they're going to do that on their own, but they don't, so anyway. I appreciate your efforts. Yeah. I really do. Uh, so appreciate you. I, 
I appreciate you too. And it's, and just like I mentioned with the UN, he's finally calling it out all these years later. But why? Because they know the public's onto it. They yeah, know it's they a do. threat. So when they see the public's aware, mm-hmm. they're forced to step in and do something. So we need to play our parts. And yep. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much, Kate, Thanks, for Chelsea. all that you do. And um, yeah, there's, there's always hope. So stand up and fight. Yep. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you. Merry Christmas, you guys. And uh, please share this with all the Utahns that you know. Thanks so much. And by the way, go to ABC Auto because they still sponsor me. What true Americans? I mean, you can't get a truer American than one that's going to keep sponsoring a show about liberty, even though I'm not local um, in that local hour anymore. It's amazing that they keep doing that. So take your cars over to ABC Auto down here in Washington uh, County. Thank you so much. All right.